We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Oh, we've got a very special guest host today because he was available. (laughs) (laughs) Phil Lamatina, how are you? I'm going fantastic, Jaden. Yourself? Oh, Tremendous. That's just tremendous now that I'm back off the farm and back to work. and So suck it in. That was interesting. He only told me when I shut the door because when I asked, what am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need to talk about footy too, but you made a good point off off air before, Mm. uh, which actually surprised me. Tell me. You're into the Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, because it was interesting. We went to the US and caught up with some friends in Indianapolis, so we went to a – the Colts game. <gasps> Did you see Peyton Manning play? No, that was How when, long ago? Um, only about oh. two years ago. Pre-Manning retirement or was he with the Broncos? Must no, have just it was re- what's his name, the quarterback. Um, Andrew Luck. Who was, who was an old uh, Stanford yeah. boy, which was my school that I worked at. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we went and, and it was uh, opened my eyes because we tailgated. Yep. Barbecued. Oh, how good are tailgate parties? And we um, cornhole, yeah. played oh, cornhole. Yeah. And um, – so and then went into the game and it was it's interesting because see when you go to a footy match here in well any like in Australia yeah look okay when you go to interstate it's a little bit biased on the crowd size mm. but normally you can have but when you go to a a a, a um, gridiron game it's ninety nine point nine percent of the people are on the home team. Oh, yeah. So there's no – they don't travel. Mm-mm. The other spectators don't no. travel to other supporters because – Americans don't travel. No. Mm, they so, just don't. So we were, we were in Indy and we went to the stadium. What Isn't a great it, town. Indianapolis – so I'm an Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they're my team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, okay, they've yeah. been pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, lately they have. But when I was living in America, um, Peyton Manning was the Indianapolis Colts quarterback, right. and I saw him win a Super Bowl. Um, so that's and now Peyton, my son Peyton, named after Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. So right. there you go. And Parker, my son Parker, named after Tony Parker, the basketballer, who I've just watched the, his documentary on Netflix. I tell you what, if you've got a spare two hours, watch it. It's fascinating if you can handle subtitles because he's French. So it's a lot of – I can handle subtitles. There's a lot of dubbing over and there's a lot of subtitles and stuff, but yeah. really no, good. It's, so. Um, so, yeah, Tom Brady, whew, what yeah. a legend at that age. Come on. And, oh, I know. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Seven, you know. Mm. And he's 43, but he did get to kill a drug. Have you seen the footage of him? In the- no. I, the, the, what about the footage when he threw the – um, trophy from boat to boat. Ah, uh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And then his and his daughter's in the background. Yeah. No, Dad. Yeah. No, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, too. Uh, but um, that's a whole other conversation that we'll have off air because Tom Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady without Gronkowski, but whole other yeah, conversation. But, yeah, but what? But that's how he's recognised maybe that fact and so he's, mm. um, you know, done that. You it know was what I mean? All, so yeah, both it, of them. Both of them together have to be champions. It, it's not luck. Oh, no, it's not luck. I mean? so but everyone always thought that it was Belichick and Brady that were the dynamic duo. Right. And I think this year now proves that it, Belichick's got nothing to do with it. Right. I mean, yes, well, great coach. But anyway, anyway, let's talk about local footy. Okay. Um, we're back on the track tonight. Yes. As in, well, this will be last night. Yep. Netball trials will start as well. I'm umpiring okay. the netball trials. Maria's, yeah, put the feelers yeah, look, out. Yeah, they're so. – um, you know, just 
give them the opportunity they're just running their own race so mm. just checking in with them every now and then but seem to be getting well supported um f- at um at training mm. um the the uh Council just actually got in contact with just a bit of a small update with the five-day lockdown. Unfortunately, they had to stop mm. construction. Mm. They're looking at um, uh, maybe pouring next week, concrete. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I- interesting. So that's push, pushed out by a week yeah. um, on the completion date, but that week is still inside of hopefully um, still fingers crossed to um, without any other delays, we could see it um, for our first home game. Yeah, great. So that's, you know, that's fantastic. So, mm. um, Thanks, Daniel Andrews. Do you want it? Yeah, go on. No, do we talk about that? Yeah, you can. Oh, look, you it's, it's very frustrating because, um, you know, he comes out on a Tuesday and says we've got this, you know, gold system in mm. place. And, <laughs> and what the problem is, I, I don't understand. He might, he's, just a, he's just a liar. Now, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is um, – Good leadership is where you can identify that there's an issue and source a solution, even if it's not yours, uh, to a problem, and then go and implement it. What this guy here is, um, he's just an incompetent fool. And that, you know, uh, New South Wales have, what is it, triple or quadruple the amount of um, uh, people coming into the country. Mm-hmm. Their hotel quarantine system works. Um, why is it a you know, pardon the pun, a, a pissing contest mm-hmm. with all the premiers. Um, just we're all, you know, they keep telling us, and this is what the, the rhetoric is just, uh, we're all in this together. Well, no, you seem to be able to um, draw different lines in the sand for different uh, organisations, you know, like um, funerals numbers down. People can't go and visit um, loved ones that are uh, unfortunately on the on their you know deathbeds, um, but the tennis can go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mind. This is not tennis Australia's fault. Um, no, if it, it was, was it was in a it was uh, on a, a guy summed it up beautifully. Uh, he was a, a a DJ jockey, um, Melbourne mm. radio station, three mm-hmm. W probably. No, it was t- J J. Oh, Jason, um, Jason PJ. Yep. That's it. Yeah, 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 that's him. And yep. he said it because his old man got crook yeah. and he couldn't see him and he was – and he got a bit emotional, which fair enough because yeah. – um, and the businesses that are closed. And the problem is with Dan Andrews uh, and there's the supporters, you know, 30% of the population are, um, you know, are employed in the public service, mm. which public services are still continuing and people are still making money so mm-hmm. or getting paid. Private enterprise, you know, you got your cafes and your, and all this. And this one, when it struck real home, was when we couldn't work mm. locally, mm. you know, outside of Melbourne. And then he talked about, oh, there'll be a mass exodus out of Melbourne. Like what? There's three and a half odd million people in there in mm. in, in the in the CBD, for instance, area. Mm. Three and a half million people aren't going to go out to the country. No, that's right. What? Maybe ten, twenty, thirty, even a hundred thousand people. Big deal. Mm. Big deal. Chances are those hundred thousand people are going to didn't go have spend, COVID. Well, firstly, but then they can spend money. Yeah, correct. Well, so look, the system. I, I don't understand how he just doesn't. How he sleeps at night. I'll be honest. Like, how can you go to bed thinking you've done a fantastic job when, at the end of the day, he hasn't? Mm. And I'm not saying it's. Look, we say, oh yeah, but you, it's easy for you to say because you know you're not in that role. Oh, you know what? There's other people doing that job and doing it successfully, so better than he is. So 
Uh, the answer to that question is no. People can do that job better, mm. and he isn't doing anything properly. Mm. I'll be honest. He's absolutely hopeless, and it's frustrating. And to the point where now it's to the point where he's um, not believable, and anything that he says out of even if it's correct or incorrect, it's all garbage. Mm. And I honestly um, just don't care about him anymore. Mm. And it's I, sad in a situation where you've lost complete respect from the public. Mm. That's bad. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people are upset because a good leader accepts responsibility and he has not oh, in no, he any says way. He does, but then he, when he shies away from it as soon as it comes time to put his hand up. Exactly. Like, what was it? The investigation into the hotel quarantine. Three million dollars to do the investigation. Seven million, wasn't it, to mm. defend him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, something like now, that. Now, how does? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't add up. To it me. doesn't add up, does no. it? And and still stands there, um, and tries to justify. You know, the tennis, the essential worker. No, sorry, mm. no, that is not correct. Mm. No, mm. you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. And doesn't matter. You can't – you can spin it any way you like. It's wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. And that's it. Let's – you mentioned before about New South Wales and uh, Victoria when we compare Victoria's okay. gold standard. So total travellers quarantine in New South Wales, 124,893. In Victoria, 35,666. So a quarter, yep. So a quarter. Yep. Total COVID cases in New South Wales, 4,950. In Victoria, 20,456. <clears throat> Total COVID deaths in New South Wales, 56. In Victoria, so far, 820. Mm. Now, if that government was responsible for the collapse of a bridge or another uh, disaster to, due to infrastructure and you could, you could uh, use the paper trail to ascertain that it was government... They should be in jail. They'd be jailed. Mm. So what's happening here? <laughs> I just anyway, I'm going to try not to get political because well, you have. Look, I think it's just a discussion to have. Mm. Um, it's very upsetting, mm. and I suppose then from upset you become angry, and then there's all the phases. But mm. it's come to the point where it's it's just it seems to me it's a lie. You mm. know what I mean? And then they use the the terminology, you know, the UK strain. It's, you know, more contagious. It's the fear. Yeah. That's what – and I never seen it as much as just, you know, recently when you're talking to kids, mm. you know, 10 years and, and under, mm -hmm. you know, they don't understand. It's hard. They can only pick up bits and pieces and they are somewhat anxious a little bit or, or – no, you can't say that. No, I hate the word anxious, actually. Uh, afraid, mm. you know, because they hear the words, you know, COVID and, and deaths and yep. um, UK strain and, mm. um, you know, it's very, you know, spreads easy and they know them sort of words. Mm. They, they start picking up things and obviously. And then their schools get closed down and even Peyton said to me the other day, Mum, when's coronavirus going to go away? And I'm yeah. Like, See, and that's the other thing. Kids love um, um Normal, um, routine. Routine. Mm. And um, they don't like when, you know, when it's a little bit different, you know. Mm. So um, he's got a lot to answer for because at the end of the day, you know, New South Wales, we keep going back to them. You know, there's still – I talk to a lot of people in New South Wales. Obviously, uh, you know, we've got a lot of connections there. And it's just it, – it, they business as usual. Mm. Yes, 
They've got a great COVID, uh, um, a, um, a tracing system yep. and all that sort of thing. And that yeah, works. That works mm. and people have become accustomed to that. But their day-to-day lives, no masks, no. keep going what you're doing, mm. out, going out, working, mm-hmm. school. And that's because they've got this great contact tracing system. Mm. Yeah, because it works. So, like I said, I don't, I don't understand what he's trying to do. You know, like, uh, who, what is, who's he trying to impress? Mm. I just don't understand. He's mm. not impressing us anyway. That's for sure. No. Me personally, um, no. I think uh, can someone could easily do a better job than he mm. is. It mustn't be hard to become. You know, I'm not gonna. This is probably a bold statement, but at the end of the day, they probably not all, but a majority of people that are probably in government at that level, mm. I'm not talking um, council level, I'm talking mm. state, state level, and federal mm. level, are probably guys or people, sorry, not guys, people that probably just couldn't make it anyway. Mm. So they found themselves in the political system. Mm. Not all, I said majority. That's interesting. Mm. Interesting because you have a look well, at... Well, how can you mismanage a, a... If you mismanage the business like they did... Oh, you would have been broke twelve months ago. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the the economy of the of of a government, state or federal, mm. man, there must be some money coming in. Yeah, I just think that there's a real disconnect between between his government and the real world. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's a real disconnect there. He's got no idea how the real world actually works. Um, but on Friday, when I watched that press conference, I was livid. I was absolutely livid. And I've already had, as far as my business goes, it's been a roller coaster this year. It's been up and down because as soon as it affects my clients, first thing they pull is their marketing dollars. Mm. So they're like, right, switch everything off. Okay, no worries. Or put this up, or, you know, I get really busy or I get, or I stop. So, and I've already had clients say, you know what, this is the straw that's broken the camel's back, may not reopen, or we will until the end of the financial year and then that's it. Which but is really sad, and we're talking sad. businesses that have been local for over thirty years. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's a it's a sad situation, especially. And I'm, they say, oh, you know, you can't you can't make decisions around you know um, Valentine's Day, for instance. He had to shut it down Friday night. Okay, I understand. Maybe we had to have the lockdown. Maybe okay. Let's let's just. But giving someone basically you know, well, 12 hours until it shut down, but six hours essentially, and people had already prepared for a, a big weekend, mm. right? Come on. That's, oh. that's just not cricket. And then, you It's know, just not the tennis either. <laughs> the Country well, Week tennis in Swan Hill, like that brings in $2.5 million into the local economy every time it's held, Well, shut down. Yeah. Um, a, a group of um, people going down to uh, Lake yeah. for the swimming yep. carnival. Yep. You know, go in there Friday night, yep. set up Saturday, come home Sunday, mm. you know, stay a couple of nights, spend some money, like mm. the cities, you know, mm. shut down, see you later. And then how farcical was it at 11.30, oh, oh people, everyone needs to go home, yeah. you know, at the tennis. Yeah. Like, seriously, it was that stupid. It was a joke. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm – Sort of, you know, I leaned towards not listening anymore, I think, a while ago. But I'm not saying there's no coronavirus. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But at the end of the day, the way it's been, I don't need the government to tell me um, 
how to run my life yep. at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, I think we might just go out at it alone yeah. and just take the risk. And I tell you what, after being home for five days, sitting at home watching the news is bad for you. It's really bad for you. 100%. Like I was getting myself worked up into a tiz on Saturday and then I went for a drive and came in here and I went, oh, actually, you know what, we, we're cool. We're okay. Yep. Like business and stuff is crap. But no. staying at home watching the news and being on Facebook is Bad, bad news. Very bad. Like, if you can stay away from it, please do for your own mental health. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk to Jess and Dave in a second. Then we're going to come back and talk to you about a plethora of other things. <laughs> oh, we'll try it again. Yeah, we have some special guests. Oh, you love technical difficulties. We've got Jess and Dave here, not David. How are you? From the corner store. Good, thanks, Jay. Good to have you here to formally welcome you to Robinvale after, has it been 12 months? Not quite. We came July 1st. We took over the store. Okay. Yeah. So nearly 12 months. Yes. Well, welcome. You know, nothing like... Thanks. Better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with um, why you've come back or come to Robinvale. What are your family connections, Jess? Yeah, so I was born and bred Mildura, but uh, my family, my dad's side is here, the Smythes are here. Mm -hmm. So he grew up here and all my uncles and auntie grew up here and my nana's here. Uh, So the Smythes have been here, I think, for about three three or four generations now. Right. Yeah. Now, your connection to the corner shop is also generational. Yes, so... Great Aunt Eleanor, um, so she owned it back in the day. But, yeah, so she's my dad's auntie. Right. Yes, yes. Was she the f- the first owner? She's the first person who taught uh, – uh, she made it from a boarding house to a corner store originally. Oh, so it was a boarding house. It was a boarding but... house originally, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's a bit of history there, isn't there? Yeah, there is actually. Yeah. Have you got any old photos? I don't. I, that's the one thing that we're missing. I would love to see some old photos, but we don't have any. Um, and I, yeah, I don't think anyone in the family does either. Really? Yeah. Geez, that's a shame because wouldn't it be cool to have like yeah. a... A timeline and photos inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, if anyone has got any, absolutely drop them in. I'd love mm. to see them. Yeah. So, your relation to Leanne, who's one of our favourites, Leanne Adcock. She's my auntie. She's your auntie, right? Yeah. She's one of your very big supporters on Facebook, isn't she? She definitely is. She's a darling. (laughs) She's incredibly supportive across everything. So, yeah. And Dave, your family background. So you've come, you were mining in Western Australia previous to Robinvale. That's that's a big jump. Big jump. Yeah, (laughs) born and bred Western Australia. So tell us a little bit about your background and your family background because it's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, father's side um, obviously came here on the boats, uh, Mount Gambier, and then moved to WA and then my great 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 grandmother um, was born and bred in um, the Jolton region uh, under the Amungu flag, so it's Yamaji. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back then we were sort of segregated when we grew up, um, same as our parents as well. Um, you know, whites versus indigenous. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother and my mother as well were both born in sand dunes. Um, Wow. As in the sand gropers. Yeah. Because um, they weren't allowed to go to the hospitals. And then as my generation came through, then our town finally sort of jumped on board um, and sort of came through that way. So and that's only really recent history, really isn't recent, it? recent, yeah. And, um, and my mother's just pushing 60, so it's not all that long ago. No. Yeah. 
And this is what I talk about when people say, oh, it's in the past. Well, it's not. No, it's not. It's not at all, <laughs> is it? No, that's right. And in our town, you either went uh, trawling and fishing and or mining, so... Um, I'm not a big fan of long hauls on boats, so I went mining. Yeah. Don't like water? Yeah, and no, I like water, just not for months at a time. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. um, yeah, lived just about everywhere in the country and landed in Melbourne. Um, you know, but I came to Melbourne when I was a, a teenager anyway um, <clears throat> through, you know, misguided adventures as a child. And, <laughs> that's um, how we all end up in Melbourne, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, yeah, sort of fell into it and, um, yeah, and now I'm here in Robinville. So... The Indigenous part of your family is a very artistic yeah, yeah, bloodline, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So um, all aunties and uncles, uh, they're all painters and whatnot. And then um, as a child, my uncle, um, obviously, again, um, from Geraldton to here to Melbourne um, through misguided adventures, mm. um, ended up starting an art gallery out of rehab and um, ran that since uh, 1999, up to about six years ago when he passed. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we all grew up in art galleries and uh, around artists and everything and such like that. So starting ditch festivals and doing all the good stuff. So for you to be here gives us a great person to get behind the art industry and culture here in Robinvale yep. Yep. with the view maybe, and this is just big picture stuff, but art galleries, art festivals, because there's a lot of talent here. Plenty of talent in this town, yeah. There's heaps of it and um, not enough place to display any of it or promote it, so. Well, there is. We've got a big building down on the river that doesn't get used. Yeah, I'll take the keys to it. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And we can see some of that art on – is that what inspired the artwork on the shop? Yeah, so the outside of the shop wasn't going to get touched um, unless that was going to happen. So um, so before we bought the shop and uh, acquired the building – uh, we spoke to Jess and said, this is what's going to happen. And um, otherwise it just stays that dusty old red. Yep. So unless I can put some artwork in just about every corner I can, um, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. It does. It's come up so wonderfully. Yeah. And when we first painted it white, the brick uh, white, everyone was a bit, eh, what are you doing? Like a bit cautious. Just really? Because, oh, because it's such a stark difference from like the brown, uh, dark brown brick. Uh, to like bright, bright white before mm. we had the artwork up there. And then um, when, when they saw that the artwork was going on, we've had so much wonderful feedback about it. And um, both Luke and Brendan and the guys that have supported uh, those two artists, um, yeah, it's just come up a treat. So we're super happy with it and, mm. and proud of them and the work that they've done on it as well. So. Yeah, and it's great for them to have um, – Luke Morgan and Brendan Kennedy, we yes. should say um, – it's great for them to have their art publicly displayed. Absolutely, yeah. So we will get plaques made up. That the intention is to do that. So we're still in the in the um, travels of doing that. But uh, yeah, so that will be there for everyone to see for many, many, many years to come. Terrific. So why Robinvale? <laughs> Well, so obviously Aunt Eleanor had the uh, store previously and so it's been in the family. Uh, and then when it came up, uh, when Tracy and Nick put it on the market, uh, Dad actually sent it to me. He sends me all random stuff a lot of the time. <laughs> um, but that was one that uh, I looked at and, you know, and I thought, yeah, like I know it's in the family, it means something. Um, and, you know, I know that it's a good business because I knew the town obviously and uh, knew knew what it was like and um, yeah it was, certainly wasn't on the cards it wasn't what we'd planned and uh, I was working in corporate Melbourne at the time and uh, Dave was still out mining uh, out in WA coming back and forth and uh, yeah I kind of put it to him and I think his first answer was 
No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really about to grab no, money. Let's go sell chicken. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought we were mad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a jump. Yeah. yeah it's a big jump. Yeah. yeah. So, not have either of you worked in a hospitality business before? So, Dad had a business similar in Muldrow when I grew up. It was my first ever job. It was a, a little servo, but it had takeaway food um, in Muldrow. It was super popular. So, that's kind of where I learned how to work, I guess, yep. to start with. So, it was kind of coming back to roots to some degree. And like relearning the the process of a lot of oil, dirty oil, and cleaning oil and mm. chips and stuff like that. But um, yeah, David never done it, uh, so it was just about I guess learning the processes, which isn't hard. You just need to get your head around it, really. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of hours. It is a lot of hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I work less underground. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> absolutely. Because that's long hours too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, a twelve-hour day, you're done at twelve mm. hours, but um, the shop, no, it, it never stops. It no. Stops, yeah. It's no, probably no union for corner stores, is it? <laughs> Dave actually nominated Leanne to be the union rep. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. She's got a strong voice. Yeah, but I won't hear it. (laughs) Fair enough. So what were you mining? Which mine were you at in WA? Uh, A few actually. So most of the career was gold mining and then I finished up in New South Wales just outside of Orange uh, mining for copper. Oh, yeah. Um, One and a half K uh, vertically down. Yep. So, um, you know, underground earthquake sort of area and – um, the shot popped up and the body, you know, the aches and the pains and um, I had a massive back injury, um, 14 weeks off and um, oh, the gosh. shot come through and it sort of helped edge that decision yep. to, uh, to make a change because um, the body just wasn't holding up anymore. Yeah, right. Um, I thought, well, let's have, have a go at it and mm. see what happens. And so, yeah, because underground mining is hard yeah, really work. hard labour, yeah. Were you at the Supercut in WA? Did you ever work there? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, no, all that open pit stuff there, uh, dirt mover, landscapers, you know, uh, real oh. miners work underground. So. <laughs> They're landscape. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> real miners work underground. So yeah, the right. The better, yeah. yeah. So you've never done coal mining because that's no. harder again, isn't it? Yeah, it's harder again. But I hadn't tried that. No, um, you know, the, the different level. Oh, yeah, for good that's reason. That's another sort of crazy. I was going to say, because the coal miners, are, I dated a coal miner once. and That's why I said I never dated a coal miner's daughter, because they're mental. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Mm, hard, yeah. Rock, hard rock's a little easier. Yeah, right. Yeah. So how long had you been mining? Uh, just under 10 years. So I yep. finished up on my long service, um, which helped fund us to ah. come this way. So. Geez, that's yeah. handy. Long service leave money is yeah. always handy it's for good. buying businesses, yeah, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Never went up to Argyle? No. Nah, damn. Touch that one. Mm, fair enough too. Um, so, Jess, you were working in corporate Melbourne before nice. coming here. Yeah. Again, a very stark contrast, and equally as hard working for corporates as it is mining, I would suggest. Yes. Yeah. Um, where, which cor- which corporate were you working for? I started at uh, Aldi as an area manager, and that gave me an incredible. Uh, they have an incredible training program, mm. um, and it really like kind of they they breed you and like mould you into being kind of what they need you to be as an area manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was uh, at Aldi for just over six years and uh, managing lots of different stores and whatever. And I moved around quite a bit, had this one hill store for a bit as mm-hmm. well uh, at Aldi. And then I left that, went to the Rejack shop for a small stint and then ended up at Woolies um, and same thing. So I had all of Benigo Ballarat stores for Woolies. So it's managing like lots of stores. I had nearly 2000 staff members under me. Wow. And yeah, and you're, you're managing a lot of people and, and a lot of money because Woolies is obviously one mm. of our big bangers in, in Australia. Um, but yeah, you get a really good understanding how to multitask obviously and how to, you know, lead people and, and, 
just get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, all, yeah. at the same time. At the same time, mm. yeah. So it, it was an amazing learning opportunity and I, I, each company has their own strengths and, and weaknesses and you learn so much out of each, you know, team that you work in and um, under each leader that you work with. But, um, yeah, I, I think each time I, I learned more about myself and I learned that I really don't like taking direction <laughs> from other people. <laughs> I don't like being told what to do. Um, and it was always something that I wanted to do was run a business for myself. And, um, yeah, so when the opportunity came up, yeah, I did go, oh, maybe this is the opportunity. Maybe this is the one that I've been waiting for to figure out. And and it just kind of worked with both of us. It, it kind of just happened. Mm. And that's how I trusted the process and knew that it was right because we looked at it originally and then we kind of left it. And then it came back to us and it came back to us and it came back to us. And that's kind of when you know you're on the right path yeah. is when it, when it just happens for you as well. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very serendipitous. Yes. So did you go to uni at all? I or, did, yeah. yeah. I went to Deakin Uni. I did a commerce degree. So I double majored in sports management and HR. Oh. Um, yeah, just I loved managing sports and events and stuff. And, right. And, the president yeah. of the footy club's out there. Uh, <laughs> you should have worked in. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Um, and that's why I get involved with, you know, like I love being on Reba and, um, you know, I'll help Jules with the Easter festival that's coming up and yeah. that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I just love organising and planning and, and doing all that stuff. Terrific. <laughs> yeah. So you two are a dynamic duo. <laughs> We're a bit different, yeah. He's, he's, he's great at bringing my plans to you know, bring them to life and making them come alive. As yeah, she ev- thinks them and then handles them. <laughs> that's that's good management. Yeah, it's pretty good. David, yeah. that's good management. <laughs> that's right. The ideas person and then the yeah. doers. That's right. Totally, yep. yep. That's fantastic. So the Easter Festival, yeah. that's being discussed and it's getting around. Yeah. What's the go? Do we have anything set in stone we yet? We don't have anything set in stone. We are we're, – we're kind of – planning things out and, and we are making moves with it. The intention is to have a twilight festival, um, like a twilight market, sorry, um, and hopefully have some local performers uh, and a few little other things. I would love to have like a kid's Easter egg hunt uh, and potentially, fingers crossed, we'll have an outdoor cinema showing and <gasps> an Easter movie like Hop or something like Yay. that, which would be amazing. <gasps> so if I can bring all yes. those things together, that would be great, but we just need to get everyone on board and make sure everything's... Yeah. Um, yeah, all sorted. That's my phone. <clears throat> I usually tell people off for that. Um, so with the, the cinema... And yes. things. Have you been working with Cara at council? Because there was talks about bringing like a drive-in or a cinema to Robin Vale. Permanently. No, well, no. it's actually <laughs> not. But it's, it's something that I know, like I, I've worked because I've done a lot of events and different things for corporate world mm. previously. I mm. used to do a lot of the events for Aldi and whatever as well. So, um, yeah, I kind of know like what options are out there in hiring and stuff as well. But, it, yeah, like it's you can do some pop-up outdoor cinema stuff really easily. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's – you know, the intention. But yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can get it all together. And, and, and COVID giving us a, a good run of health, hopefully we can get it there. Oh, you could just have a drive-in if if we don't get the COVID go-ahead. <laughs> True. You're True. still – you're going to – weren't they doing that? Pop-up drive-in so, movies and – because well, you can stay in your car? You can Exactly. And there is even, um, you know, not – you can actually uh, – 
like put picnic rugs out and like frame them out so that they're all spaced correctly and that no one's on top of each other. Yes, a bit so. like moonlight in the botanical gardens in Melbourne. Exactly. Does that right. still go? Yes. Oh, God, they were clients of mine so back in the day. Cool. I loved moonlight. Yeah. Except for the botanical gardens at night and the bat population. <laughs> we won't have that issue here. Exactly. Will yeah. we? No. I'm just going to keep telling myself that there's no bats <laughs> around here so I can keep going outside at night. So what is – wait, let's get back. How did you two meet? Because it doesn't – thus far, <laughs> there's been no crossing of paths. So that was actually before Corporate World. Uh, Dave and I both worked at Rod Lave Arena. So my oh. first job out of uni was in the sports and entertainment uh, venue and I was the merchandise manager there. Um, and Dave was working security actually and, uh, yeah, we just – that was, what, 12 years ago or something ridiculous and we met ages and ages ago and then, you know, d- didn't cross paths again for a while until after – oh, well – Mining, nearly. Yeah, after mining, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, until the end. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was, it was How did you cross paths again? You're giving me nothing so far. <laughs> I want details, damn it. I was Christmas shopping in Myers, you know, up on the sixth floor. and. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Are you yeah. T- you're not taking the piss? No, no. I did, oh, so, no fully no. sounds like you're taking the piss. <laughs> no, no, yeah, on the top floor of Myers in the city in Melbourne, um, just hanging out with uh, with my children. And um, Jess and one of her friends have sort of scooted past and I thought, no, I can't be. And then a few months later, I'm like, oh, well, See if she's still around. I hit her up and yeah, <laughs> you so, slid into her DMs. Well, I just emailed her. She said, same email, kind, kind of. of. <laughs> just like, how you going? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit cute. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got kids as well. Yeah, I do. From a previous yeah, marriage. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, how how old are your kids? Uh, one's just turned eleven now, so it's the oldest girl, and then um, Olivia's about to turn ten. Yeah. Right. Right, and they are located in Melbourne? Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, right. And are they up here often? Uh, they will be now once this COVID stuff is all mm. – because we, you know, we took over during COVID and everything else and then, um, you know, the, the big ring that um, they had going on so we couldn't get them up here for months. Mm. The ring of cotton wool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was just too hard to get them up and um, so they've, they've recently just been through in the last uh, – They came up on the holidays, yeah. which was great. Oh, awesome. So you get along with the kids as well? Yeah, they're, so, they're such good girls. Yeah. So, yeah oh, that's good because being a stepmom is a tough gig sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well – For some. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not for super women like us, Jess, yeah. but for some. <laughs> well, that is fantastic. Now, you just launched a new website for yeah. the corner store, which we can order on now. You can order online now, yes. We're um, we're moving into the online world. It's something that's obviously very popular in the city. Um, people don't call stores in the city anymore. Mm. It's, like, it's gone away from that. So mm. when we moved up, we were like, what? It's, you know, we're, you know. Back in the back in the ages, somewhere. Yeah, we make it harder on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Dave's just like, yeah, do you, do we really want to do this? And I said, yeah, I think we do. I think we want to have it as an option. And um, the intent was always to go there, and the intent um, was always to go to deliver at some point as well. Um, but we will get there. Yeah. And and this is like the starting point of what that would look like in the future. So it's just providing customers better options. And um, yeah, it was a beast to get it up and running. Uh, and we we came across our fair share of problems with it but it's um it's working well and hopefully like we can keep it that way but we've had a little bit of traffic on it but not much yet but it's good to kind of ease in Mm. i'll be using it tonight because there's netball trials and my kids need to eat so so. 
Mm. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming in. Thanks, it's been a great chat, Jess. We'll get you in to talk about the um, the Easter festival when yeah. it gets closer. And Dave, I hear you're involved in the Aboriginal Tourism Committee, which meets next week, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, a NAIDOC event. A big NAIDOC event. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yay. Put the town on the map for NAIDOC. Yeah. yeah. It would be great. Um, and I can say that council will support you with whatever you want to do for NAIDOC. <laughs> because I'm very convincing. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming Thanks, in. We will um, we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, thank Jay. Are you considering commercial development? Fisher Developments can develop your commercial dream. They specialise in commercial tilt slab construction and have a large portfolio of completed builds. Fisher Developments have their own fleet of machinery consisting of excavators to 35 tonne graders, water trucks and rollers suitable for most development projects. Fisher Developments are compliant with detailed performance standards, cost management, compliance requirements and ISO 9001 quality, AS4801 and FSC safety and ISO 14001 environmental management standards. Get full details with a phone call to Craig, but you can start on the website, fisherdevelopments.com.au. What? And we're back. <laughs> oh, you're From stealing... the great man, Charlie. <laughs> Chalutz. <laughs> you're stealing Chalutz's lines. You know, I got him a, um, a Vail T-shirt. Emily Davoli did me the uh, – sorry, not Davoli, Zapier – did me a shirt for him and it's got Chalutz on the back of it, spelt wrong, wrong. because oh, – <laughs> Because the name on his, he's supposed to be Bruiser on his basketball jersey, but it's Brossier because it's spelt wrong. So just keeping the pattern going. Um, but he wears it all the time. Don't you know who he is? Well, I know who he thinks he is. <laughs> Bless him. He's working. He's going to be back tomorrow, though, So because um, basketball is also back on now. Next week finals, is that correct? Oh, I think everything's been pushed back. So mm. now the finals will be played the long weekend in March. Right. Which is... I probably should have been listening to Sarah when she was telling me. <laughs> well, you're not listening to Sarah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, yeah. yes, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're nodding and smiling. Are you listening to me, Phil? Yeah. Come on, so, wake up. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's been pushed back. So I think the grand finals are going to be on the... or the finals will be on the long weekend in March, which is usually the weekend of the Vaxel um, Carnival that we take some teams to, um, from Robinvale to play in, but that's been postponed until November, so... It's all good. It'll all work out, thankfully. But anyway, that's March the seventh and eighth. Yes, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's when hopefully we'll be up in Sydney testing. Oh yeah, testing your car. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you haven't been able to get up there since we spoke to you last, have you? No, not yet. Yeah, just quickly racing. Um, at this stage here, we we're looking at uh, maybe doing a few test passes on uh, March the fifth. It's, mm-hmm. it's a Friday up in Sydney, and um, at this stage here. Fingers crossed the borders stay where they are right now. We mm. should be competing up at Willow Bank at Ipswich in um, Easter on Good Friday. Mm. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm on a bit of a diet at the moment. Squeeze back in the suit. <laughs> COVID, COVID was really nice to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On, on, on that aspect. That's okay. It's so, been nice to a few of us. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah. I'm, I'm working my tail off yep. um, at the moment to um, – to, to get back down to the weight I was when I jumped back in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, nearly a bit over 12 months ago now. So, yep. yeah. Tried the suit on the weekend. Oof. Did you get into it? Yep. <laughs> Good work. 
What what regime have you been following? Low carb, high activity? (laughs) No. No no carb, basically. No carb. No carb. Yeah, right. And um, you mean on the keto diet? No, given the pool or workout. Really? The pool at home or the pool here? No, at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good job. So, but yeah, the metabolism must really slow down at my age. So it's pretty hard, but. Um, I didn't, I didn't need a lot. I just needed a little bit, but man, it's hard to maintain. I can, I sympathize with so many people. It's just, yeah, mm. the human body's pretty shit. I'm full of chocolate and happy, so I don't care. Oh, like, <laughs> man, it's, yeah, so many temptations, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like I mm-hmm. could, um, yeah, sometimes it's, I find myself, you know, like, um, you could, you know, scoff. Chocolate, you know what I mean? Like I do. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I are could, you a chocoholic? Is chocolate oh, your weakness? Is it? Jesus, like, is it? yeah. Okay. I love it. Like, it's okay. like a euphoria. When oh you, yeah. When you're um, eating it, I'm a massive Cadbury fan, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cadbury. Look, yeah. I'm, just love it. Like, what's plain, your favorite? Look, I love like um, caramello. You know what I mean? Like the caramello or the caramel. No, no, car- like, you know, like with the caramel with in the, it, yeah, in, the, inside the yeah. inside the Cadbury, that'd be like my say. My that would if someone said, "Listen, what's your favourite chocolate, like Cadbury chocolate with caramel in it, right?" Mm. And then, but I'll I'll eat anything. Top deck, bloody caramel, non plain chocolate, um, yeah, just anything Cadbury, basically. Wow, yeah, That's I even I even actually ate like I didn't mind the Cadbury like the, with the Vegemite. What? Yeah. Phil, I know. Come on, but, but that's yeah. the worst thing Cadbury's ever done. Look, probably, but <laughs> I, I, I still—it's just Cadbury, man. It's like, <laughs> do you want me to leave the room? <laughs> you sure? No, because I haven't. You're had, having a moment. I haven't had chocolate like Evan, like you know, with the hazelnut or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Evan, that's so you've not had chocolate for how long? I snuck a couple little squares. They were just in the pantry. Mm. Um. Yeah, but I haven't had any sort of decent amount of chocolate for a couple of weeks. Gee whiz. Are you the the kind that sits down at night and will eat a block on his own? If I I if I wanted to, I could easily, mm. but but try and have a seventeen year old um and a and a fifteen year old kid that just their metabolism is just going uh, you know, in oh, overdrive yeah. and yeah. Nutella like <laughs> spread two inches thick. Thick mm. on stuff and just scoffing it down and chocolate and they can just eat. Yeah, well they're growing. I, yeah, I know. But you look at them and they're like, like skinny. A, yeah. yeah, and I said, man, don't forget, I used to be like you. Mm. Probably even you know thinner. But um, said, yeah, but enjoy it now. Enjoy it now because it, it doesn't last forever. Yeah, but you were also probably a lot more active too. Back then? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Look, so, I understand, but, um, yeah, probably should do a little bit more, but, yeah, um, yeah so. That's, it's hard to find the time. Yeah, chocolate is a massive weakness. Oh. So, How's uh, the car looking, though? The car, it's, uh, we didn't do a lot. We bought a new clutch yep. for it, so um, we're excited about change, uh, you know, swapping over to that and giving that a run and see how that performs. And um, we have put a... We didn't get to – we put it on the car as a safety feature mm. and we didn't get to run it. So mm. we're um, just along the chassis rails and everything. So it's something – To stop the car splitting in half. Not to stop it, 
if it just by any chance did, mm. um, the cable would pull electrical cable. Mm. It's got plugs on either up or anyway. Look, long story, but anyway, basically what it do is shut the engine off, pull the, and deploy the parachute. And pull the coil. Oh, good. Yeah, on its own. Yeah, right. So, yeah, a uh, bit of an interesting do- uh, thing. I've done a podcast about two weeks ago um, for some guys over in the US. Yep. And um, I sort of paid out a little bit on the old chassis failure. From, oh. Yeah, from five years because ago. Because it's an American chassis, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, you're not going to believe this, and it's not coincidence. A week later, the NHRA, which is the governing yeah. body over in the US, come out with um, with a an update on, on front. Really? Yeah, crazy. And said, but listen to this. This is how crazy and stupid it is. Mm. The update is the update is the update of uh, we're working on it still, and it's a bit too close now to the start of the season. So we'll get twenty twenty one out of the road, and we'll implement it for twenty twenty two. And it's like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> you just had all this time anyway. And that was just a just a knee jerk reaction to the podcast because I paid out because on of it. you paying out on them. Oof. Really big time. Oh, well. That's yeah, pretty cool. That's, you know, if you want the something power, to happen. It is the power of the media. Well, that's exactly right. The power of the media. It's more powerful than anyone's. So you wouldn't, be- you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe who, who listens, I suppose, even to this one. So Oh, yeah, I'm no longer surprised. Even no. Charlie now has been walking around in Mildura today with his Vale <laughs> podcast shirt on that Emily did for us and has been, I mean, he gets you know stopped in the street anyway <laughs> because he, of his he, celebrity. There's a bit of a joke, but um, he will get this and it's like, um, do you know who I am? Oh, do you know who I think I am? No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> he says that to me. Do you know who I am? I feel Lamatina. <laughs> he does that all the time. There's a bit of a he'll tell you the story. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'll get him to do it while I've got the record button day, on. With it, me and him. Really? Yeah. Why don't you tell me? Um, it was a long time ago and I started driving the car. And anyway, we, um, we played indoor soccer mm-hmm. on the same team. Mm-hmm. Don Albie, Charlie Albie, mm-hmm. myself, a few other boys. And um, end of season trip to Mildura with all the wives mm. and we went out for dinner. And um, we had a good night, mm. like a good night. <laughs> and uh, we, we took one of the buses up. Mm. Anyway, uh, Sarah was driving. I don't know how she ended up drawing the short straw. But anyway, she was driving. I had a few and I'm sitting in this thing and we said, all right, let's go drive through Maccas. Of course. What do you do of at, course. at that era of the yep. night? Anyway, so we're in the drive through Maccas and – I'm just sitting there in this bus and the window's open. These guys were walking through the drive-thru. I don't know why. Anyway, they knew – anyway, they were talking, talking, talking. And this one guy, out of the corner of his eyes, spotted me. Mm. He goes, oh, my God. And it's like, what? That's Phil LaMartina. And he's literally nearly climbed into the bus. <laughs> Who was it? Just a random guy. Drag racing fan? Must have. Because you know what? I had actually this, and this is not to blow smoke up your ass because I don't oh. do that, but we were having a discussion at council the other day about the drag strip further south mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about options for it and blah, 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 and I said, that you know, there's opportunities with this and with marketing and with promo. I said, you've got a national champion up the road. I said, to these people, he's a rock star. I said, when we did it with Pioneer Ford, when we used the track for a demo day and to do videos, it was like Bon Jovi had pulled into Swan Hill and they didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, kids had taken the day off school to come and meet pe- to come and meet Phil and there were grandmas there and mothers and babies and there. I'm not, not going to lie, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really? You couldn't tell. I was just like. 
the driver and here he is, just I'm, the muscle standing there going, okay, back up, back up. Everyone give him room, give him room. <laughs> nah, it's pretty cool. I've, I've been, it's, yeah, I've, I've been in um, like the back streets of Gatton. Where's Gatton? Queensland. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, God. And just pulled up at a um, milk bar. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy's like, oh, my God, Phil, what are you doing here? Can I get a photo? And I was with Ernest Tavoli. <laughs> Passed him the camera. He said to take a photo of me and this guy. Oh. And Ernest is like, are you joking? I did not believe this actually did happen. And I said, yeah, it mm. happens. It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Die you hearts. talk to people in that world, in yeah. the drag racing world, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm a bit of a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say oh, this is gonna hurt to come out of my mouth, but you're a bit of a rock star yeah. to them, and a oh, bit of a, apparently um, also too for the younger kids and that run junior dragsters, mm. um, they do profiles mm. and they do oh, um, um, who's your who, hero? Who do you who do you look up to? And they, some kids put my name down. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? Well, you know. So uh, I walked the. When they're a lot of times when the when the racing's on mm. and we're not like our car's not on the track or anything mm. like that, all and junior dragsters are on, mm. all um, and I'm not because I want to blow wind up my ass or anything, but just give the kids a bit. In, I actually go through and walk the pit, uh, yeah. like the the staging lanes, yeah. So they're all lined up, so you can just you can get to meet all of them outside of the pit area, yeah, right, because so, they're all lined up in the staging lanes, ready to run. Mm. A lot of them are in their suit, like their, their suits, their helmets, all mm. kitted up in the cars, mm. and I'll just walk along, fist pumps, high fives. Um, Kids would love that, though, oh, yeah, yeah, especially and, if you like. And you stop and talk, yeah. and how's it going, and mm. what are you up to, and what's your quickest time so far, and. Um, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing this pass? And mm. oh, we're just trying to get a bit of consistency, or, or who you got, or this and that'd that. be like Dusty Martin going to Auskick here in Robin Bay. Yeah. That's what it'd be like. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I, anyway, yeah, I get it. We, we made it. A bit it hurts coming <laughs> out of my mouth, but I get it. <laughs> That's interesting. We've learned something new about Phil Lamartine. No, it's not that much new. Well, I love I love good food. Went not to, to Dales, you. Went to Dalesford a couple of weekends ago. Oh, how was that? Beautiful. Yeah. Just for a romantic getaway. Sort of, whatever you want to call it, but the food was nice. <laughs> sort of, whatever, but the food was nice. <laughs> How was the company, Phil? Did you go with Sarah? Yeah. And the kids? No. Just Sarah? And so it was met a- up with some friends from Melbourne. Okay. Well, that's that's yeah. like, oh, you blokes, you're just like Donnie. Well, what do you want me to do? What are, yes, I took my wife. I've been with her for 20 years. What do you want? Yes. <laughs> I want a romantic getaway. Yes, I took my wife of 20 years away for a romantic weekend in Dalesford. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that- yeah, I'll do, the, I'll do the heavy lifting for you, Phil. It's fine. Yeah. What else did you want to discuss today? Uh, no, mm. just with just footing in general, I suppose, mm. just ticking along nicely. Yeah. Um, well, it is now that we can get back on well, the track. Well, we can get back to it and um, we, we'll hopefully make an announcement with some, you know, Thursday night meals, hopefully soon. Oh, yay. Um, but that's the same old story. You don't want to pull the trigger on that a little bit maybe too early, mm. especially with, you know, what's going on. Our junior registrations will be coming up probably in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I um, wanted to mention something. Um, there was an email sent out from the league. Yes. Wrong. Mm. Uh, massive mistake from on on actually not the league's behalf. It was AFL Sunraysia, um, not to mention any names, but Don Harley, <laughs> right? He um, he made a, a massive error. He was trying to get to the um, uh, Oz Kickers oh, to, yeah. to thing and added 
inadvertently sent it out to probably maybe two and a half thousand Gosh. people, which is not funny because it's actually stupid when 18-year-old kids are, you know, asking to register for junior footy. Mm. Um, normally, just people, please don't. Um, they've they've apologised, which at the end of the day, you sh- if you've done your job properly and asked a few questions first before you go and pull the trigger like that. But anyway, um, then... So we'll just go through the normal process and we'll get it up on Facebook and then um, we'll, we'll get uh, Rego's going again like we normally do yep. and then come in and pay like uh, like we normally do as well back yep. at the, in the rooms and Narelle does a fantastic job at that. So um, that's what's happening hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And then, like I said, about the Thursday night meals, we're just putting a few things together now and maybe just might wait until sort of as not as far out but as close to the start of the season as possible just for – we don't want to get caught. That's the problem, you know. Mm. Like, I'm ninety nine percent sure confident that the the season's going. Actually, you know what? I'm nearly hundred percent confident that the the season's going to go ahead with some sort of capacity. They said, you know, we're down to a thousand patrons, but I think people got very confused very quickly about thousand patrons. It's actually a thousand um, spectators. Mm. Does not include players mm-hmm. and the. Uh, coaching, like all staff that go ahead to put that team on the park. So yep. the coach and the team managers and the umpires and all that sort of thing, the runners and the water boys and all that sort of thing. So all them people are not included in the 1,000. So I, th- with them figures there, we can work within them Yeah, yeah. quite comfortably. Yeah. So um, footy season, yes, it's going to go ahead. Um, also, too, we've got a new sponsor for the for the um, netball. Ooh. Um, Auto Pros come on board, so Yay. that's that's great. Good morning, yeah. <laughs> Brett and Vic. Yeah, he's expanding at a rate of knots, isn't yeah, he? Look, on both sides, you know, he needs to be congratulated, and and he's not, you know, not shy to tip in um, into the community. Mm. Um, he tips in a lot of money. You know, sat down with Brett and you know spoke about different stuff. And yes, um, you know, we can say, oh yeah, but you know, he's you know we support him and all this. Yeah, but. He's invested a lot of money to have the stuff that people are looking for so they can go in there and, and just grab it, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, and if it's not there, get it in a timely manner. I think, I'll be honest, being in business now for, you know, 30-odd years, to see a business like that so div- um, diverse, mm. diversified so much in, in different areas um, to service the needs of a community, mm. I think is fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, take your hat off to him and um, – you know, he works very hard, and I know the boys inside in there work hard. And um, uh, he's got another an, a bloke on the road there, Ange Halicus. He's um, he used to actually own an auto uh, an auto pro um, really uh, dealership in uh, dealership sorry store in yeah. um, in Mildura. Yeah, okay. So Brett um, employed him and put him on the road, and he's helped Brett in different areas there, but. Um, and the store, just with store space and everything, I'm yeah. not too sure, especially also too with the camping stuff and all that. Yep. So, yeah, and the barbecues and everything. So, mm. And his big king chrome display now that takes up that whole left side of the shop. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. So, look, we're – I never use – I don't like using the word lucky. We're not – We're um, fortunate. Yeah, and to have someone like mm. him and we don't have to travel too far to, to, to get what we need. So mm. it's, it's, And they're it's, open all the time. All the time. All the time. Which and is it has to be tiring. Yeah. Like even on Oh, he's there all the time. Mm. When I drive in, well, drive home at 7 o'clock in the mornings, he's there 
opening the shop. So, um, yeah, for them to come on board, um, we, we'll do some stuff there. They normally, the na- oh, they are the naming rights to one of the games over at Euston. Um, uh, talking with the Euston Club at the moment, they're pretty much committed. Um, They've got a new CEO too. Guy yes, Fielding's yep. become CEO. Sat down with Guy uh, yesterday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're working together with them and more than likely just to keep everyone on the – in the we'll normally what – we'll, what we'll do is over at the Houston Games, um, our after game uh, will be at the Houston Club. Mm. So as soon as the game's finished, bang, everyone can head over there. One of them will be the Houston Club, obviously, game, and the other one will be the Auto Pro game. So – um, talking with Brett, he wants to do a couple little things for, for, for the match day stuff, so we'll do them presentations over at, uh, over at the Houston Club. And, um, you know, they run, a, they run a tight ship over there, so mm. um, everyone will be able to do what they've got to do. And we're going to, over at home, for our home games back in, like, at Romvale, um, we'll probably just keep things pretty low-key for this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, we'll do things on, on the Saturday night, but it'll be just, um, yeah, a bit, bit, bit of low-key stuff and, um, just, just the uncertainty a little bit. I don't want to be. I don't want to organise all these functions, and then all of a sudden you have to cancel them. Yeah. And, and all this sort of thing. So I think at this stage here, I think we should be um, not grateful. Don't get me wrong. I think we we need to be happy with football mm. to be back, mm. uh, get the participation and the involvement up, and then um, and then we'll just go from there, and hopefully. You know, all that settles down, the vaccine and all that other stuff comes in and then we should be able to start getting to start travelling and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, should work itself out. But anyway. Fingers crossed unless Fingers there's crossed. another uh, incident within the hotel wow. quarantine. Let's, anyway. yeah. Hopefully. Well, Phil, thanks for my coffee. Not a problem. Why, uh, why is it so funny? My coffee order. Oh, just an <laughs> almond, what is it, latte something, blah, blah, blah. But um, no, the girl's just... I said it's for Jade. Okay, Jade, coffee then. So, yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. Exclamation marks. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. Not a problem. Anytime. And I appreciate you coming in, taking time out of your busy day. <laughs> I know how busy you are. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. All right, we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thanks for having me. Thank you me. very much. The Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au.